Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Well Travelled. Today I'm joined by travel writers, journalists, photographers, everything you can think of, everything under the sun, Jeffrey Thomas and Moans Johansson. Gents, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thanks very much, Will. In case you're wondering where our beloved leader, Stephen Scarfield, is, he is freezing his proverbials off right now in Antarctica. I'm not feeling too sorry for him, though, are we, lads? Absolutely no, not. We, no. we, we are tracking him. He's on the Greg Mortimer, and we're tracking him. He's in, in amongst the uh, Antarctic, uh, you know, the peninsula, so... Um, I'm sure they're having a tr- tremendous time. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about things closer to home because both of you, and you're in very different ways, have been exploring parts of Western Australia. So mm-hmm. who, who wants to go first? Because one's a bit of a tale of woe and the other one's more of a happier story. Well, go, <laughs> go with the woe first. Yeah, yeah. so we'll go for the <laughs> okay, Yeah, Tell thank us you. About it. Yeah, well, uh, long story short, I uh, decided along with a couple of mates that we were going to do the uh, Mundabidi Trail from... Uh, sort of end to end from Albany to Perth and uh, were hoping to do it in nine days um, and uh, it's it, it's sort of our plan involved sort of doing it in comfort you can stay in huts along the way uh, they're sort of spaced roughly 60 to 70 kilometers apart but then you'd need to carry camping gear and cooking gear all that sort of stuff so we um, we decided that we would make it to a town each night, stay at an Airbnb or a hotel, have a nice meal, sleep in a nice bed, and then get up and ride again. Um, that was their plan, and it didn't get off to the best of starts for me because uh, we had a sort of nice, easy day from from uh, Albany to Denmark, and uh, I managed to sort of... Uh, you know crash basically i one minute i'm cycling along the next minute i'm sort of flying over the handlebars superman style and ended up i didn't didn't sort of break anything but i hurt my shoulder and my wrist a bit and pride more than anything perhaps (laughs) anyway uh that that wasn't so i wasn't off to the best of starts and then we had a couple of uh pretty tough and long days you know uh sort of nine ten ten hour days in the saddle uh you know between towns you know from from denmark to walpole was 155 k's from walpole to northcliffe was 125 uh, and really nothing in between so uh, there were there were hard days and uh, hard on the old body if i can put it that way so but it was a it was a fantastic experience um we we you know saw some amazing country uh it's quite wet in places so it was, it was do, hard going as well you know it, was, it wasn't easy um and uh we made it sort of to i guess we made it to nanup eventually and uh you know i was starting to feel pretty beaten up by then you know lots of lots of hard trails and and uh you know lots of kilometers in the legs long time in the saddle every day blah 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 all that sort of stuff but um i had another another minor crash and uh sort of uh at the end of that day or towards the end of that day i could feel i was going to have to to sort of uh make a decision on whether to continue or not uh long story short i decided to to uh uh ride home from Boyan up which uh, was on our way to we were sort of halfway through a day where we needed to finish in collie 
but like I said, I was pretty beaten up by then, and uh, I decided to take the the roads home from Boyan up. So I rode to Harvey, and uh, then from Harvey to Perth uh, the following day. But uh, my uh, my two companions, uh, they they did manage to to carry on and and complete the the last bit of the uh, the the trail from there. Um, they had some pretty sort of tough days ahead of them uh, they had two more tough days ahead of them but uh, they managed to finish it so i was there waiting for them when they got to mundaring uh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's an amazing story and we will be able to read about it uh, in a forthcoming article in the west australian's travel pages as well but i wanted to ask you what i mean just in general because it's it's the corresponding bike trail to the bibbermum which is the walking trail and both of those you can do in stages so anyone can do this they just decide how much of it they want to do yeah exactly. and in, you know because I, I don't want to put people off by your experience <laughs> no 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 and, and and it's clearly this i mean certainly from from in the cycling you know a lot of a lot of people i know do sections of it and yes. i've done sections of it in the past you yes. know in particular up in the the hills here mm. um so uh that that's quite common you know just do day trips or, or even an overnighter or something like that uh you know it logistically it makes it a lot easier um and uh you know i mean most people aren't sort of uh we were perhaps you know in hindsight we rushed it a bit you know mm. uh, certainly f- from my point of view you know it would have been nice to have a rest day that probably would have seen me through you know if i had a rest day uh, somewhere doing nothing other mm. than eating and drinking and just chilling out um but we we'd sort of set a schedule we'd booked accommodation all that sort of stuff so we were we, i kind of felt like we were sort of locked into it yeah, and, and, yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, but you know there's people that take uh two weeks three weeks four weeks to do it and just sort of spend some time in the towns mm. and uh you know spend some time in the forests just uh just looking around and and you know staying at the huts and all that sort of stuff so you know it depends on your what you choose to do and it's the same with the bibbleman track you know some people will will do a section some will do it end to end uh you know others will will you know if they do it end to end they'll they'll do it as fast as they can and mm. uh, you know others will will take months to do it you know Cause yeah, it, like walking the bibbleman for example sure. it's a you know it's a thousand kilometers it's yeah. going to take you a while <laughs> yeah yeah indeed so there are lots of different options there yeah exactly your, you know mm. interest your fitness level how much time you've got yeah so, yeah um, and, and and the cycling as well you know i mean there's uh you know for those that are interested uh, there there's obviously different types of bikes you can mm. choose and that makes a difference as Indeed. well you know uh, you can choose a fully uh, full suspension mountain bike or or like what we uh, chose these uh, gravel bikes it's it's basically a road bike with wider tires but sure. there's no suspension so you know that's in the end i think that's what got me in the end you know yeah, just you the constant pounding yeah, you know and, sure. and uh, long hours on uh, on in the saddle but uh, Anyway, mm. that sounds like you're relieved to be back in the office here with us. Which is, <laughs> yeah, I'm which is chilling, chilling out in the in the office chair here now. It's very nice. Uh, Jeffrey, have you, have you experienced either or both the uh, Mundabidi or the um, no Bibbleman? No, no. I'm I'm actually um, I'm actually a sane person. <laughs> 
So you prefer no. to travel uh, in my jeep, ve- in my jeep Cherokee, yeah. indeed. <laughs> and, and and tell me, where have you been to recently? Well, it, yeah, it was actually a month or two ago. Uh, went out to Kew Mount Magnet chasing wildflowers, mm. and while we were doing that, we also went to Walga Rock. Okay, sorry. Where, where is that roughly for listeners? Up in Kew. So Kew, so uh, Western Australia, yeah, it's around yeah, about. Well, well, it's about Kew is about seven hours, seven to eight hours north, um, north east of Perth, north, northeast on, of Perth. on the Great Northern Highway, okay, okay. Uh, going to Newman, uh, Meekathara Newman, um, and. Um, Q and Mount Magnet, uh, uh, Mount Magnet comes first, then Q's just up the road. Mm, when mm. I say just up the road, it's about an hour up the road. <laughs> it's in um, Australian terms, just and up the, the road. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then inland from Q uh, is, uh, there's two places we went to, Walga Rock, which is a, a fabulous um, rock, uh, and courtesy of the elders of the Wajari people, mm-hmm. uh, who are the custodians of it, because it is a sacred site, mm. and, and the site of the largest amount of Aboriginal rock art um, in, 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 in Western Australia. Wow. Um, really a magnificent place to go, mm. and we went there, and, we, and you can climb the rock as well, which is great. Um, and then we also then went to Big Bell, now, Big, Big Bell uh, was a town that was built in 1954, uh, prox- uh, sorry, no, in, sorry, in the late 1930s, I should say, mm. and it finished up in 1954-55. Sure, okay. um, the only thing that left standing is a Art Deco hotel. The rest of the, the uh, town has been consumed by um, wildflowers when we were there. Wow, um, it's really, really gorgeous in a way. Mm. But this, this one Art Deco hotel is uh, still kind of standing. Um, but it's really interesting to go there and read up on all the different – they've got plaques up and, and signs up of what was there and what was there and what they did and whatnot. So we've written that up for this week oh, as well. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but there's still mining gold at Big Bell. Uh, it's, it's a big deposit um, and uh, um, th- there is an underground mine there mm. uh, because with the price of gold so high these days, it's become viable to – to extract the ore and yeah, and, and process it, mm. um, uh, so there's a fairly big operation all around the Q Mount Magnet, uh, Big Bell area of various uh, gold mines. So mm, okay. yeah, so it was uh, a really interesting experience. We we're, we're, we're doing this with some friends, um, Ray uh, and Shauna Watson. Ray was a uh, retired surveyor. A lifelong friend of mine, mm. and he knows all these places. He's pegged this and pegged that over the years, and so I know a really good spot to do this. And okay, let's go off and off on this gravel road. And uh, it's great to have a a person who really knows the the uh, the the lie of the land Your intimately. Pers- personal expert guide. Well, yeah, it. indeed, because he takes us to a bunch of places that would never dream of going yes, by ourselves, yes. because he just knows it. And it's nice to have company, a couple of vehicles, and you feel you know, you, you feel good about it. Mm. And it must. So I must comment too, the roads up there, they're all gravel, um, you know, once you get off the main drag. Um, but the Shire, um, I'm not sure which Shire it is, they keep these roads, these gravel roads in immaculate condition. Okay. Beautiful. Are very wide, uh, absolute no corrugations, um, uh, really a pleasure to drive really on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, mm. And, of course, in wildflower season, Carpets upon carpets of wildflowers, a stunning part of the world. It really is. It's, uh, mm. you know, if anybody wants to see wildflowers, just go up there. Yeah, you'll see them uh, as far as the eye can see. 
Well, it sounds absolutely terrific. Mm. So, as you say, we can read all about this in this yes, Saturday's the Saturday. Australian Travel yep. section. Yep. Oh, when you've got some absolutely gorgeous pictures to accompany that story. Well. Indeed. Plus my Sir Jean de Bali. Oh, indeed. Oh, that's right. We were going yeah. to mention that. Thanks for bringing well, it up again. I'm, I'm not a, I'm a, not a Bali. I'm, well, I'm not a Bali person at all. I, you know, mm. I've just for years said, no, I'm not going, I'm not going. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then a friend of mine... Um, a friend of mine just after COVID uh, uh, finished, and well, not hasn't finished, but when we opened up, he sent me a text message with a picture of two glasses of champagne with a beautiful beach in the background. Mm. And I said to my wife, Christine, uh, let's go to Bali. Before I had a chance to change my mind, she'd made the booking. <laughs> so we stayed at the Sofitel, Nusa Dua, and, okay. and just had a fabulous uh it's fabulous uh, eight or nine days there, Beautiful. just chilling out, mm. and it was just it was really great. Loved it, loved it. So I'm now a Bali convert. Okay, well, mm. I have to say I know you guys have both been before. I have yet to go, so I'm still holding out. Well, you got it's it's one of those things where you've got to pick the location to yes, suit your style. Indeed. And so, you know, getting a good travel agent or getting some good advice or doing some good research, do I want to party all night? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we'll then go mm-hmm. over there. Do I want to chill out and have no 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 parties, uh, no noise, and go over here? And there's it, it really is so many there's so many parts to Bali now mm. uh, it's not just the Kuta thing there's dozens of places and mm. some of them are just amazing yeah it's a bit the same yeah. you know what you're saying there Jeffrey is uh, you know the same with cruise ships isn't it exactly you know? exactly I mean you, you you really have to sort of do your homework a little bit yeah about, it's not all about the destinations it's just as much about the ships isn't it you know the ships the cultural the we actually cultural. We had a big conversation about we did this last, uh, last week we, last coffee, week we did we? and we should refresh it um, off, off what Moen's is saying because I mean, both of you are about to go on we, your different yeah. very different cruises actually yeah, yeah. So. exactly yeah. Moen's is on a party boat I'm on I'm on, a, <laughs> I'm on a different sort of I'm on the Queen Elizabeth something a bit more style I'm doing I'm doing the, I'm thinking I'm doing the traditional cruising you know the old style yes. which is great that's exactly what I want to do yeah no, to course. experience that, um, but Bones likes to party hard, so he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, my my hard party days are, yeah. are gone. I'm afraid. But, so out of uh, interest, who, who are you going with? Just uh, joking Nor- aside, Norwegian cruise lines. Oh, naturally, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, we're going to the Pacific, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Island hopping out there yeah. a little bit. So uh, they should be really interested in interesting it's a place i haven't been to before so mm. uh you know i'm really looking forward to that and i have cruised with norwegian before and they were mm. excellent oh yeah that's uh, that's we, one yeah. of the really good cruise yeah. lines we, and uh, um, but look the the, uh, the advice as we said last week we we're talking with uh, Stephen about it you know when it comes to cruising get yourself a good travel agent and explain exactly what you want to experience. It just makes the difference. Chalk and cheese. It'll make yeah. a hell of a difference to to. And because you don't want to waste three or four, five thousand dollars on on a on a cruise that you just don't want to be on. Mm. No, yeah. of course. No, yeah. that makes absolute That's great. sense. Mm. Yeah. Great advice. And how, how are you feeling about the COVID situation? Because we had what eight hundred cases recently yeah, pop up look, in one of the cruise liners. I, I, indeed, and here in Australia, I was monitoring that with the New South Wales Health Department, mm. and they were very relaxed about it, yeah, and they absolutely. said, "Look, it's very—it's all under control, mm. completely under control." Um, those folks that didn't have COVID got off first. Mm. Uh, the ones that did were held back. They then uh, and they then um, got off the ship and were instructed to go home uh, in a limo, mm. um, which were, were organised, uh, and then to quarantine. Mm. But I think that the focus now is very much 
on looking after yourself. Mm. You know, you've you've you had the opportunity to get three or four vaccinations, four mm. vaccinations mm. now. Mm. You can wear masks if if you so desire, mm. Mm. and it's 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 all about re- your own responsibility, not not the government looking after you. Exactly. Look after yourself mm. uh, because we can't go back into lockdowns. Um, but these ships seem to be handling it really, really well. Um, and um, um, there, there seems to be no repercussions. Um, I mean, that, that, that's, just let me take you back. That, that's an interesting conversation. When, when people start talking about things like, say, air purifiers, quality of mm. air, measuring the CO2, I think that's right, um, wearing masks, social distancing, I don't think lockdowns are part of that equation you know i think mm. i don't think any of us should ever assume we're going to go back into lockdown no. i don't think that's where the conversation is but i do yeah. think you're right i think personal responsibility yep means something different to lockdowns it means wearing yeah. a mask if you want to yep you know if you're worried about air make sure you've got a well ventilated mm. room whatever mm. you know you know choose a cabin with a you know mm. um what do you call it a balcony yeah exactly All those kinds of things you can do can't you Mm, Look, indeed. Yeah. And in fact, I said to Christine, uh, with this COVID outbreak, uh, we're going to take masks with mm. us on, on the Queen Elizabeth. Just, just have them. And, and, and have them. If we, if we decide we want to uh, go and do something with a lot of people, mm. we'll probably wear masks. Yeah. And, and we're going to take some rack tests with us as well, just to sort of, uh, you know, look after ourselves and make our own decisions. It's, it's just being sensible. So it you is. can still have a great time away. You can mm. do everything you want to do. Yep. And not worry so much about... Yeah, yeah. And, uh, another thing is, I mean, on a recent uh, trip I did with Viking cruises in mm. the uh, in the Mediterranean, uh, and I'm sure it's the same for most of the ships now. They have a certain amount of cabins allocated uh, to isolate COVID yes. cases in, mm. so yes. so they're not fully booked. No, they're, they're fully booked if they're eighty percent full. Yes, uh, as far as they're concerned, that's what I was told on the Viking cruise I was on, mm. and um, you know that just means that they're able to manage those, uh, you know, uh, uh, small outbreaks on board if there if there is one. Um, so I think you know what you were saying before, Jeffrey, is is uh, true in so many ways. It's you know governments have got better at managing you know little mm. outbreaks. Mm. You know uh, you know things like the cruise lines, airlines. You know they've got better mm. at sort of managing things, and you know people are much more inclined to take personal responsibility now as well. I feel so. I think all those things combined makes for, uh, you know, makes it easier to manage the whole thing. Look, indeed, and and um, I think that eight hundred was quite an exceptional uh, one-off situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I was talking to the cruise association recently, um, and you know, cruising's been back now for over a year mm-hmm. around the world, um, and there just there are occasional outbreaks. Um, and it's no big deal. Um, yeah, so, but there's outbreaks everywhere. Mm. You know, there's outbreaks all over the place. Yeah, uh, someone suggested uh, it'd make sense then that cruise cruise lines would yeah. mirror what's going on in society in general. Look, I- indeed, yeah. indeed, and it's just uh, you know, really, it's, it's it's a little bit like getting a very bad dose of the flu mm. uh, these days. You know, um, it's a bit more serious than that. But at the same time, if you're you know if you're health compromised in any way, well, then you shouldn't be mixing with the rest of the population no, anyway you got to you know you have to say look you know i'm i am really health compromised so i, I really can't do some of these things um yeah i mean i think the interesting thing now is is the 
the enormous amount of data coming out around long COVID, which is a separate issue almost, because yes, you can say, okay, it might, I might have a mild case, I might yep. have a dose of the flu, mm. you're over it. Well, actually, mm. you mm. may not be. No, no, you no. may have serious ongoing concerns. And I think that needs to be emphasised. People tend to forget that. Yeah. You know? Well, a couple of friends of mine have got long COVID. Right. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. Because mm. um, if you think about the economy, you think about how many people can potentially be taken out of the workforce. Um, mm. It's been happening in the UK. It's, it's huge. It's like well, this is one of the big problems with aviation at the moment and has been for, for the last 12 months, mm. has been the COVID illness situation, sure. uh, taking people out of the workforce and uh, disrupting. And it's not just uh, aviation. It's right across all industries. Mm. Uh, it's, still mm. a, it's still a big problem. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, mm. as I say, be sensible, stay yep. safe, and you really shouldn't have any problems. So yep. mm. just enjoy yourselves. Okay, guys, well, thank you so much for Pleasure. joining me in the pod Well Travelled. I yep. think we're all due for a coffee in the cafe yeah. downstairs now. Yeah, so we are indeed. We'll leave our listeners until next week. Terrific. Thanks, Will.